In the previous movie, we added control curves for the head and neck, and the ability to stretch and squash the neck. In this movie, we'll examine how to get the head moving with the rest of the body, as well as cleaning up miscellaneous issues with the rig. Start by opening the file, Character Rigging, Part 9 Start, or by using your own file from the previous lesson. Although we have the head and neck working well within their own space, they do not yet interact with the torso rig we created previously. To accomplish this, we could create a parent constraint from our shoulder bind joint to the neck base bind joint as well as our neck base FK joint. However, because of the modular nature of our rig, let's try to be a little cleverer about this by maintaining the neck and torso independence while still getting the movement we want. Create a new locator and rename it Neck Shoulder Const Loc. Point snap it to the base of the neck and parent it to the shoulder bind joint. Create a group for the next FK joints and rename it Neck FK Group. Now parent constrain both the Neck Base Bind Joint and Neck FK Group to the locator you created previously. This way, if we ever want to swap out the torso of our rig, we can just remove this locator, place it in our new torso rig, and everything will still work. This is a technique called abstraction, and we'll use it whenever possible when constraining nodes that cross between two body parts. Now the head moves along with the shoulders. But we must ask ourselves, is this what the animator will always want? If the character is bending over to pick up a penny from the street, or twisting to her side to look at something behind her, then sure, this is great. However, what if we animated a walk cycle with very pronounced shoulder swinging? We don't really want her continuously turning her head left and right each time, but that is what would happen. In a case like this, the animator would have to adjust the head at every keyframe. Instead, what if we gave the animator the option to either keep the head looking forward or turning with the body? We can do just that by catering to different spaces. Think about the character as a number of different nested spaces. The head exists within the neck space. The neck space exists within the shoulder space. The shoulder space exists within the entire upper body space and the upper body space exists within the overall character's root space. Affecting one of these spaces affects all the spaces contained within, but not the ones at a higher level. This would enable us to twist the shoulders during a walk cycle while keeping the head in the upper body space, which would not be rotating at all. To start, we'll need an object in each of these spaces to bind our head to. Let's use some more locators. Create a locator and point snap it to the end of the FK neck.
because our locators will be driving the transformation of the head group, it's imperative that their pivot matches. Duplicate the locator until you have four in total, then rename them head neck space loc, head shoulder space loc, head body space loc, and head root space loc. In the outliner, parent the head neck space loc under neck end FK joint, the head shoulder space loc under shoulder bind joint, the head body space loc under torso groups do not touch group, and the head root space loc under Emma root transform control. Now each of these locators will only follow the transformations of the neck, shoulders, upper body, and root respectively. Expand the head group and delete the existing constraint we created in the previous movie. Select the locators in order from neck to root Then select the head group and go to Constrain Orient. This creates an orient constraint under the head group that evenly constrains its rotation to that of all four locators. However, with them equally weighted, that just means the head rotates one quarter in each space. To fully commit to a space, you must open the channel box and, in the Orient Constraint section, Set the desired space to 1 and the rest to 0. Now you can see if we set the shoulder space on, the head follows the shoulder control. When we change to body space, the head stays straight until we twist the body. This gives us the functionality we wanted, but it's not very convenient to use. And remember that convenience is the number one requirement in any rig. To better facilitate this space switching, we'll create a custom attribute on the head control. Select head control, and in the channel box, select edit add attribute. Name the attribute rotation space. Set the data type to enum to make it an enumerated value, and add the options of neck, shoulders, upper body, and root. Now we'll use a driven key to link these values up with their respective spaces. Open the set driven key window. Select the head control in the outliner. Then click Load Driver to set it as the driver. Then select the Orient Constraint and click Load Driven to set it as the driven. We'll be using the Rotation Space attribute to drive the value of all four constraint values, so make sure the space is set to Neck, and that the Orient Constraint's Neck Space weight has a value of 1 and the rest have a value of 0. Click Key. Now switch the space to Shoulders, and set the Orient Constraint's shoulder space weight to 1 and the rest to 0. Create a new driven key. Repeat this until all the rotation spaces are keyed.
Now you can alter the rotation space using this custom attribute. However, we're not done yet. We still have to deal with the translation space. Luckily, we can handle this exactly the same way using all the same locators. Just constrain the head group to the locators using a point constraint. And create another custom attribute called translation space to control them. Now the animator can tailor exactly how the head will move to the situation at hand. With all the functionality of the head and neck finished, we just need to consult the cleanup checklist we developed earlier to make sure our rig satisfies all our requirements. The controls are simple and easy to use, and they are zeroed properly. Their local rotation axes are set, and their rotation orders are sensible. Finally, we already ensured the rig transforms properly in all spaces. That means all we need to do is lock and hide the nodes and attributes we don't want animators to tamper with. Start by hiding all the space locators we just created so the animator won't accidentally select them in the workspace. We'll also do the same for the neck base result joint, neck base bind joint, neck end bind joint, neck handle, and neck curve. We'll also group these together with the neck geo and head geo group in a do not touch group. We'll need to lock and hide the scale attributes on the head control, the translate scale and radius attributes on the neck FK control, and everything on the head group, neck FK group, and neck end FK joint. Finally, add neck geo and all the geometry in the head geo group to the geo layer. Our head and neck rig is complete. In the next movie, we'll switch over to the leg rig.